0: Hello and welcome back to the Pre-Construction Podcast. It's Gareth McGlynn here with all your Pre-Construction crack. Today's episode is a continuation of a chat that I had a pre-con word this year. Um, the two guys in, in question are Brett Bacchus and Cameron Delahose. Um, they are working with 11 Western builders out of San Diego. Now, the conversation I had, and, and, and I'm not ashamed to admit it, it was during happy hour. There was a few beers involved, but it was all about the art and the science of pre-construction and estimating. And I found the guys quite refreshing, their, their, their take on this, and how they pretty much distinguished estimating as one side is art, and the other side is science. So we talked about that. We then went into the success of 11 Western builders. How and why is 90%? 97% of their clients coming back to them. Year on year. Um, so, I wanted to get a bit of an insight into that and then talk about their experience with Excel. So, the, like many of you, small general contractor, 100 million, they wanted to go from Excel to a technology partner that they could trust and a technology that works for them. So, we talked about their transition to Destiny and they're now going through the implementation side of things. So, loads to get through. Without further ado, as always, let's hear from Beck Technology and Concentric. Our two sponsors.
1: Stuck in spreadsheets? Tired of the endless loop of copying and pasting? Now imagine all your estimating workflows in one program. Beck Technologies' innovative Destiny estimator software streamlines the entire estimating process. With intuitive tools and powerful analytics, you can create accurate and reliable estimates quickly and easily. We understand the challenges pre-con teams face because we were born from construction. When you are ready to streamline your estimating effort, visit us at Beck Technology.com and talk with
2: a tech expert in a Destiny Estimator demo today.
0: Brett and Cameron, welcome to the Pre Construction Podcast. Hey, Gareth. Thanks for having us. Love it. This is a relationship born from Pre Con that's just continued to evolve. Uh, met the two guys in Pre Con had a blast, and we just wanted to continue the conversation. So, Brett, before we start, can you give us a quick overview of yourself and your company, please?
1: Sure. So, my name is Brett Backus. I'm the Chief Operating Officer of 11 Western Builders. Um, On top of that, I'm a third-generation family owner over here. This company was founded by my dad in 1982. We incorporated in 83. At the time, uh, fast food was our backbone. Uh, McDonald's was our first client. And... um, you know, we, we built for McDonald's through the 90s, uh, started grocery in 1994. Uh, Albertson's companies quickly became one of our largest clients. In the early 2000s, we got into big box, uh, Winco, Walmart, you know, big, big box distribution, stuff like that. Um, and, you know, in, in the kind of the late teens, 2018, we transitioned into hospitality as well. Um, So we still do everything today. We still build for McDonald's today. I think we've closed out close to 5,000 contracts for the company um, since 83. So, you know, we are built on relationships and we have like a 97% uh, client return rate. Um, So, you know, our, our specialty is retail construction. And we've taken that mindset through to big box and hospitality in that, you know, what we're here to do for the clients is open cash registers. And we do that with expeditious construction schedules, competitive budgets, and, you know, at the end of the day, uh, just a solid team building the projects.
0: Brilliant, what an intro. Listen, the only one thing, and I love quantifiables, the one thing that stands out there, 97% return rate. What do you put that down to, Brett, before we get into the, the main topic of the day? So a lot of our
1: clients, um, you know, they, they build on a prototype model. So they, they have one or three prototypes and they've got large ambitions. Um, so, uh, you know, almost like a rollout program for ground up. So when a client comes to us and says, hey, we want to we want to build 100 of these or, you know, we want 2000 of these. Ultimately, we can, uh, you know, identify efficiencies in their programs and build, you know, 10 or 15 at a time. Uh, you know, throughout the year, that that can be that can be you know 20 to 30 stores a year for a client, um, and I think that our ability to do that and our our honest approach to the business in general um, just keeps people coming back.
0: Brilliant, saving time and money. What what why why not? Says I. That's great. Now the the one topic we we caught up a pre-con word had a blast. There was lots of topics flying around, but one thing that kind of struck a chord between myself and yourselves was the art and science of estimating. Um, Give me an idea of, from the contractor side, I mean, we all know pre-construction is the most important part within the construction ecosystem. Give me an idea now of the art and science and what the difference is. Perfect. So Cam sitting next to
1: me is our chief estimator. So I want him to take this one and, and, uh, and we'll tag team it together. Yeah. So so the art and science of estimating is a topic that's been thrown
3: around our office here internally for the last couple of years. And whenever we identify potential candidates or um, new, new players coming up through the, through the industry that we're looking to hire, we always try to identify which side of that spectrum that they that they operate on. So the art of estimating lies in relationship building and knowing your team, having a having a strong network of what I'll call pocket contractors and knowing that you can call on somebody uh whenever you whenever you need them to, to deliver you a, a last minute budget or a number or whatever that may be. Um Whereas the science of estimating would be the guy that needs what we call his laboratory, so we put him in a in a room with a, a scale and a calculator and a set of plans and some highlighters, and and he gets down into the nitty gritty, the unit cost, the the understanding of of obviously full full tilt scope um, of a project, and can identify nuances, can look at the drawings and and really really pick them apart. Now. We believe that there has to be a conglomerate of both of those, um, I guess, items in a person. And the, the what we're looking for is the middle ground guy, the guy that can do both things, that can develop and maintain and foster relationships while also understanding the unit cost and the pricing schedules and
0: understanding, you know, full tilt scopes as well. Brilliant. I love that, Cam. So you're trying to tell me now, and this is me pushing back on you, you want somebody they can speak to the client, an extrovert that can be good with numbers. That is near on impossible. And probably <laughs> Brett, Brett, Cam's probably the only man that can do that in the country. <laughs>
1: Believe it or not, we've got another one across this wall. We've got one two walls over. Love so it. they are, uh, it is a needle in a haystack, but but you can find, you know, the the da Vinci's of the, of the trade here.
0: Yeah. Come here, tell me this now. So, I listen, I agree with you. Everything that you said, Cam, is 100% right, right? But sometimes it's really difficult to find that that, that magic, the, the, the person that has both. Um, what do you think, and, and the way that construction is evolving, that 90% uh, repeat business, or 97% head uh, made on repeat business, is, is the, the art more important now, or, or is the science more important? Or, or are we looking for technology to complement the science? Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's the beauty about the
3: involvement of technology in our industry. Um, you know, we've uh, we've now we're in the process of implementing destiny with the Beck Group, Beck Tech, and um, understanding that that will allow us to better track historical data to store that data and have it live in a place where it's readily accessible to the entire team and um, and so, yes, I I think to answer your question, technology plays a huge role in allowing the the guys that are more geared towards the art of estimating to become more scientific and have the data at their fingertips um, to to better themselves at the science portion of it. Um, again, you know, I think it, I think it's it, it's hard to have both of those. It, it's having your cake and eating it too, right? Having a client centric guy that can be in front of the curtain and then have a guy that can be the same guy behind the curtain and putting together this magic on paper and identifying the cost of a project and then being able to present it. It is, it is
0: tough, but technology is helping that evolution. Yeah. And th- listen, the ID scenario is the guy that's in the back room with the ruler and the set of plans for him to be able to come out, because there's no one better to explain the numbers and explain the value engineering and explain that the money saving for the client than this guy, because he's, he's been there, he's done it, he spent two or three days looking at it. Um, But it's not always the case. Um, do you think there's a, there's a case for a complementing partnership? So someone that, does the, the, the science, and then someone that d- d- delivers the art and talks about the numbers and the storytelling? Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, there there's a lot
3: of scenarios where the guy that's working behind the curtain will not be the same guy that's presenting to the client. But the guy that is presenting to the client has to have conviction in those numbers. He has to have confidence in what the guy behind the curtain is doing. So in in 90% of these cases, it's better if it is the same guy because he has that conviction he has that background knowledge he's been living in this project for you know a month two months whatever that process may be and then he comes out and presents it and and the client will know that that guy is the
0: guy he's the confident guy and he can have what i call conviction in his numbers and there's nothing better than being in that 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 big day and the client's asking you questions rather than having to go away and say right I'll, I'll come back to you on that being able to just bat that batter out of the park there and then
2: yeah.
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you don't you you want to m- one of my biggest sayings that I use a lot in this department is you don't have to know the answer to everything, but know where to
0: go to find it. Right. Yeah, I love it. And then that's where the subs come in as well. If you're getting subs in early that you can actually speak to the subs and get the, the, the answers to the questions, kind of almost foresee for what questions are going to come down the line. Sure. And that's that's another huge part of the art
3: aspect of estimating. You know, a lot of guys are are client centric, they're client facing. They want to foster the relationships on the client side. One thing that I'm, I'm seeing um, fall off with the younger generation um, like ourselves that are coming up through the ranks is they don't turn around and face their subs enough. They don't have the relationships built on the back end of things in order to be able to present to a client intelligently. You you have to build a team around you on both sides of this of this coin. You have to have the client relationships, right? But you also have to have, to have the subcontractors relationship and you have to have them in their, their best interest in mind as you're, as you're writing these contracts. Those guys behind you are the horses pulling the wagon. I mean, you we're general contractors. We're jack of all trade, master of none. We have to rely on the experts in these certain
0: areas and disciplines in order for us to be successful. Yeah, how dangerous is that when you don't have the relationship with the sub and you just plug in numbers? Oh, it, it, it's
1: detrimental, uh, Brett. I'll let you speak on that. Yeah, I mean that that, in my opinion, converts what we're doing from uh, a business activity to uh, gambling. That's it's playing blackjack, and and we're we're not here to gamble. I mean, it it increases the risk exponentially. So that's you know. The difference between art and science of estimating really comes down to whether or not you're brokering bids. Um, and, and we're not a bid broker, you know. So it's if you don't have a complete understanding of your scope, if every single sub bid hasn't been qualified off your own internal takeoffs, uh, then you're gambling.
0: Yeah, that's it. And, and I'm and I'm sorry to say it, but I mean, obviously my day to day is interviewing estimators and pre-construction managers. It is scary how many people are gambling out there right now, just because of the of the market, especially last year. It's kind of calmed down a little bit this year, but last year it was a case of just get them out there, just get the bids out there, and we'll worry about it later. Um and and the really good young, and we'll go into Eleven Western now, the really good young. Companies that are putting pre-construction services at the forefront of their of their their mission and their and their their strategy are outperforming everyone else. So they're using the talent that they have, the technology that they have, and and they're outperforming their their, their competitors. Yeah, it's
1: interesting. Yeah, you know, you mentioned just getting the bids out there, and, and especially in a market like this, you know, uh, I I think it's common knowledge, but a lot of people don't appreciate the fact that the risk of a general contractor going out of business when times are good is actually much higher than when times are bad. You can grow yourself out of business in a heartbeat. Um, and, and we've seen we've seen that happen around us. You know, so you have to understand, you know, how to cash flow your projects, how to manage your resources, and then not just taking any bid off the street and signing a contract. Um, you, you can put yourself in a bad situation pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, and how do you and and this goes back to to my next topic is the technology side of it. Does technology play a part in that when, when you're when you're trying to mitigate that risk?
1: It it does, and and I want to I want to say something on that because I think there are probably a lot of companies like ours that are in a similar position, right? We're we're not you know we're not a giant company. We're not small. Um, you know, this year we'll do one hundred and fifty million, uh, for the year, um, but if you look at how we were founded, we were a bootstrapped company started on $2,000 and a dream. I mean, it sounds cliche, but that is the reality of how we started. Um, So our president has been here for almost 35 years. He joined us straight out of Chico State. Um, Between our three VPs and our president, we have over 105 years combined experience at 11 Western Builders. Um, So, you know, I say this because when the company was founded, we had a handful of key players in a rowboat, and everybody had an oar. And today we're a battleship, but the same people are running the company, which is a good thing. The risk there is all of the institutional knowledge is in their head. So, what we've done, you know, we were Excel based from the day we could adopt Excel until, uh, well, un- until today, we are still Excel. However, we have um, purchased and are currently implementing Destiny and the intention with destiny is you know a- as a as an estimating backbone our goal is is twofold one is to break estimating silos um data silos and the other one is to uh, uh preserve historical data in a way that it can be used readily um so you know we saw a lot of this through covid um, you know, we've got people working from home, people all over the place and, and stuff, information wasn't always being saved to our servers. You know, sometimes people would just throw it in their Dropbox. And then next thing, you know, this employee leaves, we have, you know, uh, proprietary information leaving with them in a Dropbox, uh, a personal Dropbox account. You know, we've got, we're losing data that is then being taken and used elsewhere. Um, and it's no secret that this happens across across the industry. So, you know, once we started acknowledging that we had a, a problem that ultimately equated in higher risk, uh, we started searching out solutions. And after, you know, a handful of demos, um, destiny was, was what we landed on. Um, and, and it's going to inspire um, cross-pollination through the team. You know, we can have, Cam can be taking point on his bid And he can be breaking off pieces of scope, whether it's MEP or interior finishes or structure uh, to different team members throughout our estimating department. And while they're working on it, he can literally see what they're doing on the destiny side of his screen. Um, And so everything is logged, everything's tracked, every change um, relates to the accountable party that made the change. Um, So it's, it's, you know as far as i'm concerned i think destiny is going to be the the one stop shop for us and it sounds like sounds like a pitch for destiny but really it's true um one stop shop for us and i don't think we're going to have to contemplate a change for you know the next 2 to 3 decades if that
0: yeah brilliant and that's what you want because it's 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 a, it's a tough process getting the right technology because there's loads of shiny tools out there but i want to bring you back to that process because did you have in your mind three or four like non-negotiables that this new technology needed to do what were those non-negotiables and how did everyone else kind of compare um
1: well you know the number one thing was price yeah. uh you know i mean with all the all the saas options out there i mean between procore and you know erp and and crm and i mean it's it's just phone calls every day from these companies and and we've adopted quite a few but it it comes at a price um and you know when we're talking price destiny is is an affordable option um they were very fair with their pricing to the point that you know if we mitigate one transcription error it pays for it in a year yeah Um, so to us it was a no-brainer the other things were just usability Um, Their on-screen takeoff function uh, is, is, is very good. It's very usable. Um, You know, the ability to uh, create templates and assemblies, especially in the repeat business that we do Um, you know, we can template prototypes and, and literally have almost everything except the site conditions reflected in the spreadsheet from day one. Um, The assemblies are great for self-perform really overall to me, it was, it was, usability and what i liked was that it was essentially built by a gc yeah I, that that to me just kind of made all the difference and and cam if you if you got anything to add well i think the one the one thing that really stood out
3: i mean aside from those all valid points their dashboard so their dashboard is easy to view um it's all in one place whether it's uh our, our president or our owners, whoever needs to, needs to see what Precon is doing, they can click one time and see the entire dashboard of what's going on in, in this department. And I really think that's
0: beneficial. Brilliant, love it. And then, what about subcontractors and clients? Can you give them access? Can you kind of, their there give them the the information that they need, or or display the information that they need quite quite easily on on their dashboards, or is it all just internally with Eleven Western?
3: Mainly internally for now, uh, one thing that it'll it'll allow us to do, Brett mentioned the on-screen takeoff function. Uh, we'll be able to to help guide the subcontractors by doing markups and doing some takeoffs. Uh, now, my theory is I don't ever want a subcontractor to bid off of my takeoff. You need to do your homework and I we're not going to come this is not going to be an exhibit to your contract essentially, right? Uh, but I can help. I can guide them. If there's a a golden urinal or a unicorn that sits on the roof of a project, I can find it. I can do a markup with Destiny, and then I can I can flatten it and send it to
0: a subcontractor to to lead the horse to water. Essentially, brilliant. And how important is this going to be? Because I mean, you'll hear me talking on the, on the podcast. To me, success is talent and technology. Once you can merge both and get them working seamlessly, then you have got a serious chance of growing consistently without risk um how important will this be when you're trying to get and merge the the art and the science as well i think it's going to be
3: it's going to be vital so the technology aspect if you throw this into the mix of what we've talked about with the art and science the human factor if you merge those two things together you'll have an unstoppable individual in pre-construction um if if you know, the younger generation, as we all know, is more more apt to jump down the technology highway. Right. We we like the computers. We like, you know, being able to have a, a smartphone in your pocket and, and be able to do takeoffs on it if you want to. So you bring this to the table, you bring you bring technology and you make it a big aspect of the department. I feel like you're going to be unstoppable in, in, in bringing up the younger generation and getting them
0: involved in pre-construction. Brilliant. And you're in the middle of implementation now. How's it going?
1: <laughs> it's it's going well. You know, we, we decided to implement during, uh, obviously, a very busy time in the industry. So, um, you know, for all those considering it, when you do commit, stay on top of your lessonly training. That's what that's what moves the ball for training uh, and implementation in general. Um, but, you know, it's the 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 team on the destiny side is on top of it. They're very encouraging. They're super approachable and understanding. Um we've had uh over a dozen implementation calls since we purchased it. And I think yesterday was the first day Cam and I had to miss one of them due to a bid review. Um, so we're doing pretty good. You know, we, we've missed one
0: yeah that's what it's all about isn't it once you get once you find a partner it's it's having a proper partnership, whether that's on the technology side or the talent side and that that's exactly what from from my experience with with destiny and back technology that's what they're very good at i mean the product needs to be good, but as you say Customer service implementation because it's only as good as as what you put into it, um, and if you're willing to to do all the training and and, and do the implementation, you've got a chance. Um, and and guys, so I mean, it sounds exciting. Uh, I mean, it sounds on the on the talent side, you've got loads of talent in there. The technologies, it's 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 an exciting time for Eleven Western. What's next?
1: Good question. I mean, we've got we've got our eyes set on uh, completing implementation first. You know, the cool thing about Destiny is we're just scratching the surface with Destiny Estimator and Destiny Bidday. There's uh, uh you know other modules that you can add, uh, join build, um, uh, toggle AI. Um, you know, Gareth, I think I think you know more than I do, but we we have decided not to add the modules until we reach a hundred percent use of the current you know adoption. Um, but you know, talking about behind the curtain and in front of the curtain, the join module, from what I've seen, really helps you take what you what you built behind the curtain and present it to the client. I mean, if you're in a, you know, if you're if you're in the middle of pre-construction services and the client wants you to consider VE options, you know, if they, if, you, if you present them with 10 VE options and they take two, you can literally, you know,, uh, cap, you know put everything into the join module and show them a graph of, of what happened when they took the VE, you know, price went down, they, they denied the VE, price stayed the same or went up. It, it's just a great visual representation of the entire story of, of how you got to where you are, which, you know, having gone through these processes without that, I'm I'm really looking forward to mastering what we've purchased quickly and moving into the, the more advanced uh, modules.
0: Absolutely. So we're all visual. We're all, as human beings, I think it's 75, 80% of us are visual. So being able to do that and being able to then, that's where the, the real value add, being able to talk through the numbers and talk through the visualization, that's when you can't become, and, and of course your marketing team can use it. If You're talking about historical data, exciting times. Uh, and what about expansion for 11 Western and, and markets going into, what does the next five, 10 years hold?
1: Well, so we're, we're kind of a unique company in, in the way that we operate. We, um, 11 Western Builders literally operates in the 11 Western states. Um, so if anybody Googles us, our logo is our territory. Um, you can add to that uh, Wyoming, Alaska, Hawaii. So because we work for these retail clients and these national and international brands, we go where they need us to go. So our, our territory for the size of our company is actually quite vast. Um and and it it poses certain challenges um with with our with our team. I mean, we've got superintendents who will spend a couple of years going home every two weeks, you know um it, it's it's a very demanding business and business model, but what it provides us is um a certain buffer against economic uncertainty. uh so we are well diversified, you know we, with the revenue figure that I stated, we complete um, you know around two hundred and fifty to two hundred and seventy five contracts annually. Um, and we've got you know several divisions. so uh, small projects, you know, traditional GC and uh, facility services. Um, outside of that, we have a, a, a self-performed mill shop uh, so we can do all of our own millwork and interior finishes. Um, so you know as as far as expansion, you know, I, I think we do have eyes, our eyes set on growth. We've actually grown 51% over the last two years. Um, so it's, you know, for the last 20 years, we've been right around hundred million and, uh, and we've grown quite a bit over the past two. So a little bit of of the plan is to slow the growth, um, you know, refocus on the fundamentals a little bit, just, just, you know, doing what we do best. Uh, if we do, if we do expand in the future, I should say we currently have offices, our corporate office, which we're in, is in San Diego, California. We have an office outside of Sacramento, California in Rockland, and we have an office in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, if if we expand further, um, it may be, you know, Boise, uh, kind of South Idaho area. Um, it just uh, happens to be home to a few of our, our major clients and a gateway to the Pacific Northwest.
0: Brilliant! Wow, I mean, ma- massive, massive excitement. Um, and listen, we're we're gonna sit back and and watch it with uh with better eyes. What What about if there's someone listening now and they wanted to reach out with uh any sort of question, whether it be about the art and the science, about maybe the, they they're thinking about destiny as well. Um, where's the best place to get you?
1: Best place to get me? Um, that's a good question. Uh, you know, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is, pro- is probably you know I don't I don't really do social media, um, but LinkedIn is one thing that I keep on my phone. So anybody who sends me a message or Cam a message through LinkedIn, uh, they could get us direct.
0: Brilliant, I love it, man. I'll definitely what I'll do is in the show notes below, I'll leave both your LinkedIn profiles. So if they've got a follow up question, they can just hit you up directly on them with a message. Perfect, be happy to answer anything anybody's got. Brilliant, Cam and Brett, thank you very much. This has been absolutely fantastic.
2: Thanks, Gareth. Thanks for having us, Gareth. We had a good time. Hi, I'm Steve DeLordo, founder and CEO of Concentric, the first holistic platform for pre-construction. As a former executive officer of one of the largest general contractors in the U.S., I have experienced firsthand the challenges the industry is facing, particularly in pre-construction. Pre-construction is still a highly manual and fractured collection of processes essential information is kept in ad hoc scattered spreadsheets and documents which really limits the understanding and hides the full picture of a project for all those involved concentric is here to change that our 360 degree platform unites data workflows and people with concentric you and your team can access real-time insights and data assess and mitigate risks to ensure a successful project outcome and most importantly unlock the enormous capacity of your talent and your data. To learn more about Concentric and to book a demo, head to our website, Concentric.com. That's spelled C-O-N-C-N-T-R-I-C.com. Concentric, it's pre-construction, recalibrated for the modern builder.
0: There you have it, folks. A big thank you to Brett and Cameron for giving us an insight into their view on the art and the science of estimating as you heard there i will put it the show notes i will put their both their linkedin profiles so if you do have a question you have a follow-up question you need any information um, please do drop them a message and as always folks please subscribe follow join the biggest community within pre-construction that's a pre-construction podcast